Hello everybody, welcome back to Just James. I still don't have my intro music guys, this is week three, I'm so sorry. I'm still waiting for my stupid new laptop, it's so frustrating. I went to go and get it yesterday and I will tell you guys the story later in my podcast, but first of all, my beautiful pod, my podcast, my beautiful co-host Thomas is here next to me, he's my beautiful plant, for those of you guys that are new to my podcast, uh, he's my co-host and the brains behind this operation, so he's doing well, he got a really good haircut this week, because summer's, well, I say summer's coming in, but it's been bloody snowing in London, I cannot believe it, it's just, it's April and it's been snowing in London. It's, it's manic. I just don't understand what's going on with the world. Everything is upside down at the moment. But we're here. It's Wednesday, my dudes. I hope everybody's having a really good week. I'm going to tell you how crazy my week was last week. I am Bambi on ice is probably the only way to describe it. I was so clumsy the whole of last week. I, um, Funny enough, I the, my social media recommendation for this week is actually a uh, TikTok page called Mob Kitchen, M-O-B Kitchen. And I recreated one of their recipes uh, last week, which um, I'll tell you guys about. It's freaking the best meal. It was such a nice recipe. Um, But in doing so, I picked up a pan that was on the stove and it was next to uh, I've got a gas oven and it was the the hob that that one was on was off but the hob next to it which had um cooking I was cooking chicken pieces was on and of course it had created like a heat along the one side of this little pan and when I picked the pan up with my bare hands not knowing that the side of it was hot I burnt my hand so badly. I was running out on a water for ages. I had ice on it. I actually have a giant blister across my, um, I mean, I don't know what part of your thumb that is. The base of where your, I mean, the part of your hand is, like where your thumb is, but like on the meaty part of your hand. I don't know what that's called. Um, this massive blister on there that I haven't popped. I've just sort of left it be. But it was so freaking sore when I did it. I can't tell you. It was so sore. But And I was doing a little TikTok because I was recreating this little mob kitchen um, recipe. And I thought, oh, well, let me TikTok it and be like one of those cool TikTok kids. And I burnt my bloody hand doing this stupid recipe. But it was so worth it. It was so yummy. So what you do is um, you take I'll, – I'll give you the recipe. It was so great. Um, butternut with – red onions and you sort of cook that in the oven I mean obviously like be you know decide for yourself the the quantity that you want to do um I cook for one so it was you know just sort of like a a handful of everything that I sort of added together and it gave me two really massive meals out of it so I chopped up butternut with red onion chucked that in the oven until that was cooked I put a bit of red chili over the top of it which as well and then you um cook up some sesame what am I talking about some pine nuts sort of get pine nuts nice and crispy then you put a handful of kale steam that up and then you fry up halloumi but I actually added chicken strips as well I thought it was um it was much better and then you take um I would say like a tablespoon of tahini um salt pepper half a, a squeeze of lemon juice I put, and then I added to it, so I added honey, 
uh, chili flakes, and what else did I add to it? I did something else to it. I can't remember what it was, but I spiced it up, and then you add a bit of water. Uh, and it was, you put it all in one big bowl and you just put the sauce over it. It was amazing. But if you want to go look at my TikTok, it's on there as well, which is Jambug, um, J-A-M-B-U-G. Uh, go have a look at that because that, that'll have the little recipe for you as well if you want to have a little peep at it. But I had I actually had a lot of fun making it. And I must say, it was a really, really good salad. I really enjoyed it. So I would highly recommend it for anybody that's looking for a nice salad or sort of looking for like a little meal. But like I said, I added chicken to it. And I added to the sauce. I just found the sauce was just a little bit bland for me. Um, but I'm loving their TikTok. So I'll give you my social media minute early since I've blabbed on about it now. But I would certainly recommend going and following Mob Kitchen if you're looking for anything great on TikTok. Um, they've got some amazing recipes. And there's quite a few of them that I would definitely like to try. So, um, yeah, I'm enjoying their little page. But, yeah, sorry, I jumped forward on that um, just to tell you about my burnt hand. So I did that. That was, when did I do that? I probably did that like last week, Thursday, maybe. And then Friday, uh, Thursday night, I had a bath in, um, in the bath. And, and I hadn't cleaned the bath out properly. And Friday morning, I was half asleep. I must have, with my being half asleep, put the plug in and then ran my shower because my shower is in my bath. And, um, I just didn't pay attention. And as I stepped into the bath, there was obviously all the spuds from the night before and this layer of water now from having put the plug in. And I just slipped. And I went flying. I just couldn't stop myself. I pulled the, the, the shower curtain off the wall. I slammed my arm down onto the side of the bath so badly. And then I broke the 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 chain to the bath plug. I mean, it was such a horrendous fall. It's like a giant hippo in a bathtub. So I've had to replace the chain now to, to the bath plug. And of course, um, I put the, the shower curtain back up. So I really bruised my arm so badly. But I was so freaking clumsy last week. So this week I'm sort of like, I feel like I'm like a kid in gloves. I'm just trying to be more careful, not trying to hurt myself, not trying to like talk about mean things. <laughs> I'm just trying to be really, really good. Um, so that had happened Thursday, uh, Wednesday. Oh, no, wait, wait. Yeah, Thursday and Friday that happened. And then I was chatting to my mom on Friday. I'd, I'd had, um, where did we go? I went somewhere with her. Probably like Waitrose or something. And she told me that um, my my brother is having a baby in, um, in June. And they've made the decision for Christmas. We sort of spoke about Christmas in February. I thought nothing was really planned of it. And they've gone ahead and booked accommodation for Christmas. But the accommodation they've booked is not large enough to accommodate sort of all the family because we, we are quite a big family. I've got two brothers. Um, my brother's fiance has got a brother and his girlfriend. And of course, there's two sets of grandparents as well. So they've made the decision that um, no no siblings are basically invited for Christmas. So we can go before or we can go after Christmas, but the actual part of Christmas we're not invited to. And I took it so personally and I think also because you know I've got a I've had like I mentioned last week's podcast I've had quite a bit going on emotionally you know I've left a job that I was very unhappy in which is a blessing in disguise I'm really happy to be out of there um but 
you know, there's also still the emotional side of, of sort of going, you know, leaving employment and stuff. And then to find out that your brother's pretty much dis, disinvited you for Christmas. And then we got into a big fight about it. And he told me that I'm being selfish and I'm making Christmas about myself, which it's not in any possible way. The reason why I'm taking it so personally is that we've also just gone through a global epidemic where I didn't get to see my family for last Christmas. I didn't get to spend that quality time with my family and I found it extremely difficult to spend Christmas Eve completely isolated by myself with nobody around me just myself at home I got Christmas Day with my um with my brother and a family friend and then basically Christmas night and Boxing Day I was completely by myself and it it, it highlights the lack of sort of pe people in my life, if that makes sense. And I took it so personally that I wasn't included and had a massive crime Friday and then to turn around and be told that I'm making Christmas about myself. Um, yes, I should be making it about myself, I feel, in a sense, because Christmas should be a time for your family and your loved ones. And now this year, my family who are growing and extending... Um, I don't even get to spend Christmas with this year. So I had a massive pity party about everything going on. My hand, my arm, my bloody family. So, I mean, I don't think it's left me and my brother on pretty good terms at the moment, unfortunately, about it. But my feelings are hurt and I just feel that, um, you know, we should be spending it as a family and we should be doing stuff together. And when we're not, I just feel like, well, what's the point? You know, like this is this. And he's like, oh, well, the new baby won't even remember it. And it's not about also the new baby. It's about us. You know, we it's our first Christmas with a nephew. So anyway, that's been my crazy ass week. And then, of course, I went to get my laptop yesterday and they didn't have it in stock. And I'm going to talk about a really bad service. And I'm not going to mention the company because I just... It's unnecessary, but I went to go and get a laptop. Um, when we were in the UK lockdown, I was told that you have to come into store. I can't just get it um, online. So I had to wait until the 12th when the store opened, and we were literally there as the front door opened. So I went in, and the laptop that I wanted, the guy that I originally spoke to was like, yes, there's three in the warehouse. We can absolutely, we've got it for you. Then he's trying to sell us on a couple of other ones and showed us a more expensive one, which actually at the end of the day ended up being a much nicer laptop. And I made the decision reluctantly to sort of spend a little bit more money. So this gentleman in particular was pulled off to another customer and his manager took over um, my thing. And I had said to the manager that I felt really bullied by this guy because he's trying to sell you every accessory, all the packages, all the their internal storage systems, which I don't want. I've got OneDrive. I've got Google Docs. Like I don't need additional storage. And the package that they were adding on was £179, which I didn't want. Yes, I needed the Word and Excel and all of that. But the antivirus, the brand in particular that they have, it's not one that I personally like. It's one that actually crashed my laptop the last time. I don't want it again. So I'd mentioned to this guy that I just felt pressured by him. By this other gentleman anyway so now i was going he then he said to me oh i cannot get this new laptop that i wanted the one that i've been now sold on by them in the store because they don't have this they don't have it in stock i have to wait five working days for it 
So then I was like, well, let me go back to the other laptop that I wanted, which is obviously a, a cheaper laptop. And he, then suddenly he, I think he lied to me. And I think I just, he lost credibility with me when he did that. Um, and he was like, oh no, we don't have that one in stock. And I was like, well, your other gentleman said you got three in stock. He went, oh no, no not in stock here. And I was just like, you're such a liar. It's because he wants the bigger sale. He wants the bigger commission. Anyway, if I cannot get anything and nothing can get done, I have to wait the five working days. So still went to the greater laptop, went and sat down to all the paperwork and he started pressuring me for the, for the, um, uh, security, um, the online security thing that they wanted to do, which is McAfee. And I, I mean, you guys can like it, not like it. I don't care. I don't like McAfee. If you try and uninstall it, it, it can wipe your computer. It's the most horrible thing on the earth. And because I've just been through it, I don't want it on my laptop. I'd rather go with something else. I'd rather go with Norton or AVG or something else, but I don't want to go with McAfee. So he's, he, I went, he kept trying to pressure me and I kept saying, no, I'm fine. I don't want that one. It's fine. I'll, I'll get my own. And he got so annoyed with me, started shoving pens around and he sighed and he kept shaking his head. And I thought, what horrendous, horrendous customer service for anybody. I, if, quite honestly, if I didn't desperately need a laptop, I probably would have walked out, like got up and walked out. But for me to now go somewhere else and go through this whole freaking rigmarole again, I might as well just get it done. But I do very much intend to leave a really bad review for them. I will, however, just uh, wait until um, I'm, I have my laptop in my hand and then I'll do it because I don't want to do it and then they just become like snooty and I don't get my laptop. So um, hopefully, this I said this last part, guys, that this time next week I should hopefully have a new laptop and have my intro music and have my fabulous, gorgeous freaking things back and I can start doing all sorts of stuff but at the moment I'm actually still edit I'm, I can't edit my I mean I don't really edit my podcast anyway because I always feel that everything I say to you mistakes and all this podcast is raw it's who I am and I don't really see the point of like taking things out because if I'm going to say it I'm going to say it to the world um, and like I've always said you know if you guys have anything to say or you don't agree with anything I say please let get hold of me come on this podcast give your perspective you're more than welcome to I will always be as open as I can be with everybody on you. Um, I mentioned in my last podcast that I was going to talk about a disorder that um, I, my mom had actually told me about. And quite honestly, I, I did some research on it. Um, it's called RAD, Reactive Attachment Disorder. But I'm going to apologize for saying I was going to talk about it on this podcast. It is quite a complex um disorder and I honestly don't fully understand it and I think that me trying to talk about something that I don't fully grasp and I don't fully comprehend is not the right way to sort of handle something that that actually affects a lot of people and that doesn't affect me it is affecting somebody very dear in my life um but quite honestly, I don't feel confident enough to give advice on the sensitivity of the subject of this. So um, if you guys want to go and have a look at it and maybe research it and look at it, it's like, please do so. But um, I'm going to bow out and rather not discuss it on my podcast because I think it's going to trigger a lot of parents out there um, and could potentially 
be something that I don't know enough about for me to sit and like talk about it and then parents be like you have no idea what you're on about so I apologize I'm not actually going to talk about it uh like I said I was going to I said I was going to research it a bit more and come back to you and um I think I've got to I've, I've got to like admit that I'm that uneducated in this subject that I would rather just not not actually have a chat about it so what I thought about doing is that you know I've sometimes struggled with disappointing people and I think that lockdown if anything has pretty much taught me in particular that I don't have to people please I don't have to do things that I don't particularly want to do I don't have to go places I don't want to go my diary was so stacked before lockdown that I never had time for myself I never had time for relationships I never had time for alone time because I was just I I was out and about pretty much all the time because I just couldn't say no to any invitation and I think that I almost had like a fear of disappointment now if I don't want to go I'm not going to go and I'd rather just cancel on people be in my own space be in my own home and I've sort of become a lot more contained with being by myself but I think that it's really normal to worry and to sort of like fear about disappointing other people and what I've truly found about my true friends is that I know who my people are now because if I go look perhaps I just don't want to go and they're like oh my god I'm so happy you did that it just kind of like solidifies that I've got the right people around me now I've got the right friends who know who I am if my mates call me my bestie phones me and it's like jams I'm just done I don't want to come out and I'm cool with that like I'm so happy to just sort of be at home it's I'm fine with it and I think that that's because I've got the right friends now you know society seems to like glorify you know the positivity that you have to care and that you can't fear about disappointing others but there's a it's a powerful negative emotion that can like eat away at your happiness and I think that there's that there's so many things you can do to sort of conquer your fear of disappointing others. And and one of them is accepting you'll never be enough in other people's eyes. And it might sound so harsh. And, and it's really important that sometimes you have to remember that the goal is not to please everybody. The goal is to like set yourself, because that will set yourself up for failure. You know, even if you act exactly how you think is right and what you think you're doing the right thing for other people, somewhere along the line, somebody's going to disagree with that. And you're not going to please everybody. It's 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 a delusion that we can keep everybody happy. And that's strangers, it's family, it's friends. Um, you know, we all have different ideas on what's wrong or right. And I think our behavior is not the same behavior that somebody else might adhere to. And um, you know, at the end of the ma- at the end of the day, you you have to sort of like understand that you will fail and disappoint somebody. And it's just, it's it's not a question of whether we elevate ourselves to others. It's rather a question of where we stand to measure ourselves. The only person that you should be answering to is yourself and your, and your own self-worth. And that's the end of it. So we measure everything from success. We measure everything of happiness to sort of a line of success. And I think that we all have different values. We all have different things going on. And we all have a different meter to what we sort of set and I think you just have to stick to your own meter you know my idea of perfection might not be your idea of perfection and that's absolutely okay you know I think sometimes you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone as well though 
you know, we're comfortable, we've been in a lockdown, we're all slightly socially um, awkward after being in our own spaces for so long. But sometimes we also have to like stand in ways, we could stand in our own way of growth. So we have to all move forward and go forward and sort of get back to normality. And if we stand still and sort of stay in this like lockdown phase, then you create this comfort zone. You're going to start sort of standing still in frozen moments when we could actually be doing things. So sometimes to conquer the fear of disappointment is you have to push yourself into uncomfortable situations. And sometimes they can be scary. And I think some of us are really struggling with the anxiety of sort of going back to normality. But start out with something really small. You know, give yourself a little task that will sort of push you push you out of your your the scenario that you've created in your head and that makes you feel uncomfortable. And, um, you know, maybe even if it's just like taking a fitness class or, you know, going for a walk with somebody that you don't really know very well, you know, there's, there's baby steps that we can do. But, and I think we have to start analyzing our own behaviors. You know, sometimes we also have to take a step back and look at ourselves and why we feel that there's this, why why other people are maybe disappointed in us you know what does um the anxiety behind it create and why is it doing it for you um you know have a deeper look sometimes therapy would be a really good idea i mean i'm not going to recommend any sort of like medication or anything like that um but you know the fear of disappointing others is really normal it just if if it becomes a trait and everybody's consistently disappointed you know, then maybe there's a bit of like a childhood trauma. There's something a little bit more serious that's going on there. Um, that is, you know, there, there's a bit of like a stemmed purpose behind like why everybody's so disappointed with you all the time. Maybe, you know, maybe it's something that has to be just looked at a little bit more. But also setting boundaries is really important, you know, especially emotional boundaries. We all need them. Don't let people take your kindness for weakness. It's it's sometimes something that, um, you know, we we please people around us because we're 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 so like we we want to see other people happy all the time, but also in creating happiness for other people, people will firstly take advantage of it, and second of all, it puts so much pressure on you to reach this the stature of keeping everybody so happy. You know, don't personalize people's reactions. You know, the reason why some people react or act a certain way towards you is is because sometimes if you've never if you don't say no to people, then you're you're almost like fearful of their reactions. Sometimes you have to just say no. Sometimes we have to turn down that invitation or sort of turn down uh, the advance from somebody because we just we you have to also like set that limitation, set that boundary for yourself. Um, you know, that the person might be angry or upset, but that person's reaction isn't aligned with their plans. That's probably why as well. Um, you know, I've spent a lot of time trying to reevaluate my own values in this lockdown and what I will and won't stand for. And there's a lot of things I, that prior I would and I can say this in work as well, is I've had really awful, horrible managers and I've just dealt with it and been like, 
It's fine. It's just how managers are. It's just who it is. I won't do it anymore. I will not work for a shitty manager anymore. I just, I won't do it. I value myself so much now that, and I know I'm bloody good at what I do. And if somebody doesn't see your value, then fuck them. I mean, honestly, they don't deserve you. They don't need you. And they will never, ever find anybody that will be able to do what you could have done. So, you know, give yourself... Stand up for what is right for you. If There's so many things that I will not allow in my life anymore because I've, I have now found my, my core values. Whereas sometimes you just bite your tongue, you keep quiet, you do things to just sort of like comply and not, like, not create waves. And I've reevaluated my values and understand what I want in the, and what I feel is relevant for my life. And that's all I care about. Um, you know, f- fear can be really scary and overwhelming. And sometimes you have to follow your gut instinct and rely on it. And the most comfortable and good you feel about your own actions can sometimes like disappoint others. And that's fine. At the end of the day, it has to be about you. And it has to be it has to be what's right for you and conquering your fear. And sometimes it's going to feel like you're losing control. But it's so important that you take control and make sure that everything that you do is right for you. Um, and it's, I'm definitely, definitely learning as I, you know, as I'm getting older and finding my true friends and my true value and my true, I'm not going to work for a shitty company anymore. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to hang out with people that treat me badly anymore. I won't do it. And I just really hope that you sort of take your lives into your own hands and just go, you know what, I deserve better because damn it, everybody that listens to this podcast is amazing, great people and you're here for a reason and I hope that one of the reasons is that I can help you with some good advice. So um, that's mine for the day. You know what I thought about the other day? I'm Now I'm jumping off on a tangent. Um, I was, I do my, I'm, I'm the worst bachelorette, bachelor, bachelorette, I don't fucking know what it is. I, when I do my laundry, everything goes in the laundry. I don't sh- I don't separate colors. I don't, um, everything's on the same setting. I do the eco quick wash. Everything's done like 35 minutes, no matter what. Um, I've never had an issue with it. I've never sort of, the only thing I would maybe do is if it's like a cashmere jersey or, um, you know, like a pair of pants that have to be done on like a cold wash or whatever. But, um, I'm the worst, I'm the worst at laundry. I literally just do everything. The only thing I do separately is my towels, um, because I put a little bit more stay soft in my towels and I always tumble dry my towels after I never, um, I never dry them on a, on a rack and my bedding, um, I do separately as well. And then sort of like, cause all my bedding is white. I always make sure that my bedding's done by itself, but all my clothes, I just kind of like chuck in the machine. And then I thought about it before I was lying in bed the other night and I thought, I'm sure there's like, I know that I'm not doing laundry the right way. And then I started Googling it. So I thought, I found an article. It's a Reader's, Reader's Digest article, actually, um, from Eliza Jung on February the 23rd, 2020. 20, what am I talking about? 2021. Um, and it's 10 laundry mistakes you didn't know you were making. And I thought, well, I'm going to share this with you guys. Because if I'm making them, and I know for a fact, I just, I'm a, the laziest laundry person on the planet but I'm very consistent with my laundry like I do my laundry probably two three times a week 
And then I change my bedding religiously every single Tuesday. I wash my towels religiously every single Wednesday. I'm like my, my clothes are always clean and tidy. And I've got a heated drying rack. So I hang my clothes and literally by the next morning they're dry, done and dusted. But I thought I'd share some um, some tips with you. So number one, don't just sort lights and darks. And I mean, I'm, I, know, I do know this fact. I just not always good at sticking to this fact. So Martha Stewart Living says, um, the fresher your clothes, separate dirty, muddy clothes apart from light, solid pieces, heavy abrasive fabrics like denims from other delicate ones. Denim turn inside out, wash in a cold, gentle cycle, and dry on a low temperature to prevent fading. So in, I think in the USA, a lot of homes have... Um, dryers either in your washing machine or, or sort of separated and I think that's sort of like stand, standard practice in the UK it's not you sort of you have a washing machine and then you hang everything over like a clothes horse and we don't really dry our stuff unless you've got a laundromat and that comes down to space we also keep our washing machines in our kitchens in the UK um, whereas in the US I think most because most of my listeners are, are US and, and UK so for other countries let, let me know what, how it works in your countries because I'd love to know uh, but in the UK most of us have a washing machine in our kitchen and we don't always have a dryer if you do have a dryer you like bougie AF because we don't normally have that so um yeah so turn so drying the advice to sort of dry denim and stuff is not something that I would personally do because simply you just don't have the space for it in the UK um and it says to prevent sheets from twisting twisting watch blah, blah, blah. Oh, now because I'm, I'm trying to read wash each set separately in, um instead of the whole family at once and include smaller items like underwear in the load so number two don't put detergent directly on your clothes Believe it or not, there's a right and a wrong way to load a washing machine. So I use those little like pods that you chuck in the machine first and then you put all your clothes on top of them. Um, but I don't personally use like um, a detergent that you like a Tide or something that you that you'd pour in. Um, and the machines we have in the UK is there's like a little top, um, like a tray that you pull out and you sort of put all your detergent and stuff in. I think if you have an open top machine, you'd sort of put it in the water. And I think that's what they're talking about in this one. Um, so uh, if you're using bleach, uh, add the water first, then the clothes, then the soap. And then che check the clothes and your tags to make sure that there's that you can do. Number three, don't abuse your dryer. I mean, like, honestly, if I had a dryer, I would use it religiously. Um, but... I think uh, it says do not um, only do to save money but not running the dryer. Gentle and delicate items. Stretch your clothes like low yoga pants to keep the shape. However, you do tumble dry. Don't overload the dryer or over dry fabrics. Now, I don't know that because I sort of like dry my bedding until it's like stone dry. Um, and then I, I have to iron it because I've over dried it. And then, you know, pre pre prevents more wrinkles when you do that. Um, I didn't know this, but don't leave zippers open. I mean, I've never thought about, um, like closing on my jackets and stuff when I, when I wash them or sort of like, you know, pants zippers and stuff. And, um, it says don't mix socks with clothes. Tired of losing one sock every time you do a load. Try placing socks in the washer first, then add everything else. This makes them less likely to attach to other garments, which often cause them to go missing. I mean, I live by myself. So, I mean, if a sock goes missing, it's I don't, I don't understand where it would go because it's just me. 
Um, and it says, don't leave dress shirts buttoned. So, yep, zippers should be fastened, but buttons should not. Wash a button-down shirt with the buttons fastened can damage the buttons and rip the buttonholes. And don't forget the cuffs and collars buttons either. I mean, I really didn't know that at all. And then I did know this. If you've sort of got a brand new item, is do like a bleed test. And what that means is like if you've got a red shirt, is try and wash it first and then see if the color on it will will um, will sort of drain. Um, you know, dampen a little spot and then blotch it with a white cloth to see if the dye comes off. So that's always something you should try and maybe do. And uh, don't skip the filter and hose while clearing the lint trap. Empty the lint filter after each cycle because lint buildup can clog the, the duct and become a fire hazard. And I assume it's in your dryer. Because I don't think the machine has a lint filter. Yeah, it must be in the dryer. Yeah. Uh, and don't scrub stains. You may think the best way to treat a stain is to give it an elbow grease. Vigorously scrubbing the stain with detergent. But it's not the best course of action. It could even result in the stain spreading. And I mean, I didn't know that because I, I literally am the worst. I just chuck bleach on anything that's, that's, <laughs> that's stained. Or I use that pink uh stain remover stuff what is it called it's not oxygen oh i can't remember what it's called i use this pink stuff in the in the uk and the isles there's like a there's a section of all the pink things that get rid of stains but i can't remember what the brand name of it is anyway doesn't matter uh don't wash items that should be dry cleaned i mean i'm not really one to buy any clothing that need to be dry cleaned probably the only thing that truly needs to be dry cleaned is my my beautiful work coats um, but everything else, I, I'm not one for like buying things that, that can't be cleaned. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, each of their own, it's just my, you know, personal preference in, in purchasing of clothing. But, um, yeah, natural, if you have to, if it's if silks and linens and things like that, that should be hand washed, then air dry them. But other items like leather suede and structured pieces like blazers and suits, then you should pay the label. So yeah, so just some interesting facts I learned the other night I found quite fascinating um, because I'm that person that loves plants and laundry. So uh, I thought I'd update you on what I found was quite fascinating for <laughs> for stuff. And then I, I gave a friend a compliment the other day and she really struggled to take the compliment. Um, and I was just like, you know, just take it. It's such a great compliment. I'm just trying to like give you some, you know, you gave me some great advice. I gave you a really nice compliment. Just take the compliment. And um, I just thought, you know, you know, even if you just sort of like tell somebody that they look pretty or their hair looks nice, um, you know, compliments make us feel good. You know, whether you're getting them or receiving them. I mean, everybody loves a compliment. Um, you know, feeling valued and appreciated are basic human needs. You know, a licensed clinical social worker uh, from San Francisco, it says marriage meetings. Oh, why am I reading that? Sorry, I, I do apologize. I was reading the um, the detergent thing, and there was a little block at the bottom because obviously I've, it's open on my in front of me, and um, there's a block at the bottom of it that I've just started reading over the podcast because it's open in front of me. So I'm closing it down. I'm going to just keep talking because I'm freaking losing the plot today. Uh, but what I was talking about was compliments and like how compliments always make us feel better. You know, they help us communicate. They help us appreciate one another. And um, I find that like if you give somebody, a, in particular, like somebody is a complete stranger, you could truly be making their day. And a compliment is just, it's a, f it's compliments are free. 
you know, make a habit of just doing really nice things. And I want everybody in this podcast to give everybody a compliment this week. I think it, let's let's do good deeds. You know, let's just, it doesn't cost you anything. It's a nice thing to do. But a compliment must be sincere. You know, don't be, it, although it's harmless to give a compliment, um, you know, don't be teasing or in some way actually insulting somebody it's like it's like disliking somebody's pair of shoes and being like oh nice shoes it's it has to be a genuine compliment that's actually going to bring um happiness to somebody you know your voice tone and your body language has to be implied that it truly is a compliment because if if you if you're not in, in if you're insincere somebody will notice that you're not dumb you can see when somebody's being mean to you so vice versa you know, pay attention, you know, key is, the key is giving compliments, but also like paying attention to the people around you and paying attention and like noticing and appreciating those people, you know, be specific about what you're giving a compliment to, you know, if you're referring to like a character trait or a behavior or appearance, then, you know, be specific to why you're being kind or, um, you know, why you're being so, so helpful to that person, um, and when it comes to compliments, make it rain. Give as many compliments as you feel. You know, don't be like, you know, you're not limited to one compliment for the person. You know, if you have a lot of things to say, then then like be be kind. Do a lot of things. Um, but don't also make the person uncomfortable. You know, if somebody's got really sel low self-esteem, there's, you know, compliments can be well accepted, but at the same breath, you can also like highlight that person into like a room or make them even more uncomfortable by you just trying like a nice gesture. You know, you should also like just, so, you know, the way some people view themselves is very negative and you sort of highlighting them in front of like 30 of their peers can sometimes really embarrass somebody as opposed to complimenting them. So just be aware of the surroundings as well um, and take, you know, receive compliments with grace. You know, some people are trying in their way to be kind to you. And if you don't take the compliment very well, it's uh, sometimes you, you also have to just, even if it's just going, thank you, I really appreciate that. Thank you. That's all you have to do. But when somebody's complimenting you, sometimes they're doing that because they themselves are following these rules of just be kind and just just wanting to just do a nice gesture. So um, sometimes it's really important to just... Just, just do, and I hope we all go out and give a good compliment this week. And don't, don't do it and put it on social media or film yourself doing it. Just go and do something kind, just because you, because we're nice people, not because you want the praise for it. And that's what's important is, um, you know, good deeds shouldn't be shouldn't be Facebooked. So. Yeah, that's my advice for the week. Guys, for the conundrum last week, um, Michelle, you were the first one to come back as per usual. Um, <laughs> my, my compliment. My conundrum last week was, um, I'm light as a feather, yet the strongest person cannot hold me for longer than five minutes. What am I? The answer is your breath. So this week's conundrum is, what is cut on a table but never eaten? What is cut on a table but never eaten? If you guys want to send me answers to Just James Podcast on my Instagram, it's just underscore James underscore podcast. Um, I, if you want to follow me on there, I got a couple of new followers this week. Thanks, guys. Um, a, a couple of you said you came from the podcast. So thank you. I am trying to grow my 
my Instagram. Um, I put funny memes that I find hilarious on there. I give you guys updates on the podcast as well. Um, and the service for the week, I've already kind of spoken about the shitty laptop service and like the pressure I felt from the company. Um, I'm not going to mention the company's name and I've already spoken about my social media, um, recommendation for this week. So I've done things upside down very strangely. Uh, but guys, success doesn't find you. You have to go out and get it. And I hope we're all successful this week. I hope we're all kicking ass, taking names, and I can't wait to have you guys back next week. Have a lovely good afternoon. Bye. Oh, I forgot to say dream of puppies. Goodbye.